0: Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Hey Patrick.
1: Hello Andy.
0: You sound cheaper and a little bit different with that accent you got going on there.
1: Yeah, I did I did some international travel this last weekend.
0: It sounds like it. Yeah, it sounds like you, you went somewhere, stayed there for a really long time, even though it's only been a week, to pick yeah. up a whole... I picked up um, an accent. Accent.
1: Hello. Hello, governor. Hello. Hello, Andy. (laughs) That's what you're supposed to say, right? When you're trying to do a bad British accent as governor for some reason. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. I don't know why. You're kind of doing, you're doing the Dick Van Dyke um, British (laughs) accent Because his is like notoriously from Mary Poppins was notoriously like the worst one
1: ever. (laughs) Chim -chim chimmery, chim -chim chimmery, chim -chim (laughs) chimery, or whatever it is.
0: Bless his soul Yeah,
1: Rip Isn't he dead? He's not dead I don't think so Okay <laughs> He was on Sorry. He
0: was on the most recent Mary Poppins um, Still up and dancing, you know So I don't think he's going to die for a long time
1: Yeah I don't know I mean, they can do amazing things with, you know CGI and artificial intelligence these days He may be dead and, <laughs> and we don't know We Like, we think he's alive I don't know
0: That's true, yeah All of us All of us might be dead, Patrick Yeah And we don't know, right? So
1: yeah, ooh, The Matrix. Matrix 4 coming out later this year. Are you Is ready for really that? Is it later this
0: year? Yeah? Yeah. Are you prepared? I'm not because I need to watch the other ones again because I don't remember what happened except the fact that Neo was just really powerful and stuff and he fought the guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need, to, I need to watch the other ones.
1: <laughs> so good. Don't they? Don't they? Don't the bad guys kill his dog, and then he goes kind of like crazy.
0: His dog.
1: And kills. Yeah, he's like, oh, I got to avenge my dog's death or whatever, and then. Isn't that what all the three movies are based on?
0: Um.
1: Like, I he's, don't he's, he's think like, so. he's like an assassin in The Matrix. He's like a former assassin. He's retired, and then the bad guys come and kill his dog, right? And then that pisses him off and gets him out of retirement, and he's like riding on a horse down the middle of the street. And he's, like, shooting a guy.
0: Isn't that the Matrix? Talking, are you talking about True Lies? <laughs> with, with Arnold Schwarzenegger? True Lies? Was Schwarzenegger... On a,
1: was, yeah. Did Schwarzenegger ride a horse?
0: He literally... Yeah, absolutely. He had a whole chase scene in that movie, which was incredible. Oh, my where gosh. Where he's chasing a guy on a motorcycle, but he's riding a police horse through town. And, like, he's getting on elevators with the horse. He's, like, jumping across buildings. Holy cow. It's incredible. And, and I didn't that, see true he's, lies. He's the he's the ex um, the ex spy that that comes back into retirement, but not not because of his dog. I just wonder if that's what you were talking about.
1: Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> are you saying are you saying John Wick is just a is just a? I was talking about John Wick. Okay. But I think what I think what you're saying is is true lies is the original John Wick, because that's Apparently. basically what John Wick did. John okay. Wick in the third one, he's on a horse. He's like riding a horse and he's chasing oh. a guy on a motorcycle.
0: Patrick. Or the um, motorcycle guy's is...
1: chasing him or whatever.
0: Gotcha. I feel silly. I have not seen any of the John Wick movies, unfortunately. Oh. So <laughs> my you mind saw true went lies. True lies. Yeah. <laughs> but you saw true
1: lies. I think we discovered something though. I think I think I thought John Wick was an original piece of film. Like I thought that was like <laughs> Like nobody else had done anything like this before. But uh-huh. what you're saying, because I've never seen True Lies, but what you're saying is True Lies—they did it in True Lies already, and yeah. John Wick just ripped it off 30 years later, 20 years later.
0: Yeah, if those scenes are at all similar, um, True Lies did it really well too. Huh. There was even like some some good comedy moments with that with him riding that horse. Yeah. Uh, so. I don't, I don't know what happened in John Wick, but that's very possible.
1: The two the two best uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies are Total Recall and Twins. Those are the two <laughs> best.
0: <laughs> but you haven't seen True Lies yet, man.
1: No, I haven't seen... I. Yeah, maybe
0: I will. Well, and what about Kindergarten Cop, right? like.
1: Oh, yeah, I that saw was, Kindergarten Cop. That was a big cop. one.
0: That's a that's great not, one.
1: I wouldn't say... That's down there with Junior. Remember Junior? Yeah. Like, they're okay, you know... But they're not like, you know, they were fun and stuff. I'm not going to say. I'd give them like a six on IMDb. But like Total Recall, I mean, is just such a classic. Yeah, of course. And Commando. I forgot about Commando where he's out in the field and he's just like <laughs> going crazy with the machine I guns. Haven't,
0: I haven't seen that, but I have seen Predator, which was, yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, Predator was good. Predator That's was such good. a good movie.
1: <sighs> Total Recall. Speaking of Total Recall, what's the topic today, Andy?
0: <laughs> let's let's check it. Check it uh, with the uh, the random topic generator, Patrick.
1: Okay.
0: So, uh, <laughs>
1: hopefully, like... it's Schwarzenegger movies.
0: <laughs> hopefully, I think we did get a bunch of those sent in. So let's see if it randomly picks it. Um, so, Patrick, it looks like today's topic comes from a friend of the show, Chris Jenkins. Nice. Chris has sent us many topics um, over over the the years.
1: Fan favorite. Um, Friend of the yeah, show. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Friend of the show. Um, so his is just one word. So it's not exactly a question. So we can just interpret it any way we want, Patrick.
1: Let me guess. <laughs> let me guess. Schwarzenegger. <laughs>
0: That's right. It's amazing. How'd you know? <laughs> um, no, it's, it's actually moonlighting.
1: Oh, with Bruce Willis and Sybil uh, uh, Sybil Shepherd. When I was a kid, <laughs> that's where Bruce Willis got his start. I like that we started off with Schwarzenegger and now we're heading into Bruce Willis because Bruce Willis is my territory. Like you don't even is he know, really? yeah, Bruce Willis is my guy. I mean, Die Hard, the greatest action movie of all time, hands down. Better than Total Recall. Better than RoboCop. Might be better than John Wick. John Wick's pretty good, Andy. You got to see that.
0: Yeah, I've I've heard wonderful things about it.
1: But yeah, Moonlighting, a show I think I, I think late eighties, early nineties. Uh, it was starring Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd, uh, and uh, they were a they were a, they were a private investigating a, a private a PI firm. I can't talk. They were a PI firm called Moonlighting. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then they, you know, they they loved each other. They didn't love each other. Mm-hmm. You know, back and forth, love hate relationship. They worked with each other. Uh, yeah, that's where Bruce Willis started. I mean, he probably was doing is, something before that, but
0: I, well, I mean, that's probably where he got big. You know, that's yeah. That's that's great to hear. I had no idea this was a thing. Never heard of this, and I did not <laughs> know that Bruce Willis uh, was a TV actor.
1: Yeah, he was on TV first, I believe. Okay. And then uh, I think it was Blind Date, the movie Blind Date, where he made his transition to the silver screen.
0: (laughs) You really do know about him. And then
1: and then uh, then when they cast him for Die Hard, they were looking for somebody. They were looking for somebody more like a Schwarzenegger, like like somebody that's like a bigger name, right? But they didn't have Mm -hmm. the budget, whatever. And and then they cast uh, they cast Bruce Willis, and uh, it changed the movie because they were they were they were trying to get like a Stallone type you know, one liner character which it was written yeah. for, but when they brought Bruce in he's like, he's he's not your he's not at the time he's not your your typical action star, you know, and so when he came on you know they didn't know how he would do it and then he yeah he he changed it to the, uh, to the best action film of all time. Wow. Yippee ki
0: <laughs> That's good for him. I think. I think that's you know that's how stars are born, Patrick. That's how uh, lightning in a bottle happens. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make a confession, though. I'm going to tell you <laughs> something. I am somebody who is a big fan of movies, of film, and there are movies in my past, or there are movies like from the past that I have not yet seen, and like movies that like every. American male every so, American
1: I'm gonna every American. Off, I'm gonna stop I'm gonna stop this recording <laughs> if I know what you're gonna say here
0: this is a movie that almost every American like should that enjoys action movies right should have seen right it's such a big movie and it's referenced a million times <laughs> and Patrick your your co-host <laughs> has never seen any of those movies
1: hmm I think this is the last episode of the podcast I, it's been it's been a good run, yeah. but uh, I knew I should have
0: kept lying over. about that
1: yeah, I think it's over now.
0: All those conversations we've had when you're like, you remember that part of the movie? I'm like, yeah, I remember that part of the movie <laughs> <laughs> just well, it's because uh, I have because everyone's been talking about this movie nonstop for ages. It's the biggest see, deal movie
1: yeah you've you've seen die hard in uh, bits and pieces and stories, and yeah. Stuff. You could exactly. you could probably, you could probably <laughs> like when you watch Die Hard for the first time now, it's gonna feel like you've you've watched it a uh, ten thousand times.
0: Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is good. I, absolutely, it's kind of like it's kind of like kids nowadays who like go back and watch like Empire Strikes Back for the first time, mm-hmm. but they've heard the the phrase "I'm your Luke, I'm your father" like a million times. Yeah. So they already know what's going on, and they just see okay, that's when it happens. You know, they already like know. Unlike the people who saw that for the first time that were like, What? You know, like their minds were blown Yeah. Uh, with that twist. So I think that's kind of what would happen for me if and when I ever watched that movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know what's interesting, and I'm gonna this is this is uh um, It's gonna be weird, but um Darth Vader didn't actually say that, Andy. And I'm embarrassed for you that you thought he said, Luke, I am your father.
0: What are you talking about? He did not say, Luke,
1: I am your father. And I, I feel bad. I mean, publicly doing this publicly on the podcast, I've, I should have <laughs> brought this to you. Because <laughs> I know you're a huge Star Wars fan, and I know I shouldn't bring this to you in public. But since we're talking <laughs> about the topic of moonlighting... um. Darth Vader actually says, "No, I am your father." He doesn't say, "Luke, I am your father." So when you okay. do that thing, when you do that thing with the cup, you know, you get your, you get your cup and you go, "Luke, can I do this?" Luke, Luke, this is not a good cup. Luke, I am your father. That's the wrong. That's the wrong. It's. Yeah. No, I am your father, and then
0: Luke goes. Nah, nah. You did Luke really good. Your voice cracked and everything, just like his does. Um, Yeah, that's, uh, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, He does say, no, I am your father.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, As I'm looking this up now, I wonder if when everybody else quotes it, you know, out of the context of actual Star Wars, they say Luke, so it makes more sense. Yeah. I wonder if that's why. It's kind of always quoted that way, or maybe that's just my that's just my impression. I don't even know, but but that's everybody thinks that's That's what
1: everybody thinks. But I mean, in reality, when you watch the episode, they're talking together. There's no reason for him to say his name because there's just the two of them. They're talking, and uh, he just says, "No, I am your father."
0: Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, you're right. It's embarrassing. Done. Um, I am a, a big Star Wars fan. I don't know everything about it. I'll admit that, but that's that's a pretty big, pretty big miss for me. So, but that's what that's what this podcast is all about. It's about bringing, you know, <laughs> real people. <laughs> it's on about the show learning that, things that. It's about learning things, and I learned something really humbling and important today, <laughs> and I hope you all did too, listener, yeah. listeners.
1: Um. Oh, yeah. Man. So moonlighting. I. I mean. I assume. I assume Chris was talking about the TV show and wanted to know about more about the TV show. But I do yeah. think that um, there's a moonlighting topic on design as well, right? We could talk about, which is moonlighting. You know, the, the term for you know doing side gig. You know, side hustle work. Yes. So moonlighting. Um, do you moonlight, Andy?
0: Uh, Patrick, I, so I think there's different types of moonlighting, right? There's there's the kind where you like, well, you will do your exact same job for another company or for freelance or something at, you know, on the side at nighttime, you know, or there's like, you're, you could be doing something else or something related. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so currently I, Technically, do moonlighting, but I do something related. I don't do exact UX. Um, I do. Um, I work for a company called Career Foundry, which is like online. Um, UX Bootcamp. Um, it's based out of Germany, but, you know, their their audience or their, their customers or their students, I guess, are are global. And <laughs> um, I, I do mentoring, like I do UX mentoring for, the, for those students. So I have like a bunch of students I work with as they go through the course, and I mentor them through the course, and I'll get on calls with them, and I'll um, do video reviews, you know, give them critiques and feedbacks on their work. Um, that's what I do for Moonlighting. So I, I don't like go off and do UX for another company. Um, I do that sort of thing where I'm kind of doing that, that mentoring. So that's the moonlighting I am dabbling in currently.
1: Would you say that doing moonlighting, doing doing the moonlighting that you're moonlighting, um, would you say it's, it's improving your career?
0: Yes, 100%. And I would say that because... Um, As a mentor, as somebody who gets to, you know, teach people about how to do UX the correct way and give people feedback on the UX, I I definitely have to think about how to do it the right way. I have to give advice that would help them advance in a career, um, help them get a job in UX and do UX well. So it definitely helps me. Uh, grow as a person It helps me learn more things and it helps me practice my craft a lot more and it's also outside of the context of the things I'm always working on um, at Adobe every day right so I'm not you know working on the same projects I get to think outside of that box think about different problems and give different advice um, so yeah it's 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 been uh, really cool to be able to do something like that
1: yeah do you think you're always going to do something some form of of moonlighting unless you work for a company that was like no moonlighting but like yeah. do you think you'll always do something
0: i think so i think it would depend on where i am at life um i've done so before i have done um graphic design on the side and like for moonlighting stuff and i got out of that because i got stressed doing it because i was like i, I didn't have a problem doing it uh, like actually you know coming out with work you know i I like you know get a client. The client has me do some work, and I get you know good work for them. But I'm a slow designer, and I am not great at managing my time. <laughs> um, So like I would take way too long to design something, and I'd just be stressed because I'd be working all day, and then kind of oh I gotta get this project done tonight, and I don't have any time to just relax or to you know kind of um, yeah kind of do that that the kind of healing that you have <laughs> to do from you know days of work, right? Um, so that is something i stopped doing because that didn't work for me uh, this thing i am still doing because it actually does work for my lifestyle. it's not very intensive it lets me continue to do ux things things i'm you know passionate and interested about and get to help people um, grow in ux and learn about ux and all that stuff um, so i think i will always do something on the side as long as it is um, still contributing to my health uh, as a like my mental health, um, and helping me feel okay about, you know, the things I'm doing. Um, so if it kind of takes away from that, then I'm definitely going to stop.
1: Nice. I like what you brought up. Cause I think that right there, I think you said the key, the key to moonlighting. I think you said it right there is, it, are you capable of doing it and enjoying it? Right. Because mm-hmm. like, I mean, we really shouldn't be doing any of the jobs that we do unless we enjoy it. I mean, I know, I understand that like most of us are lucky and we're, you know, we're in a field that we can, you know, have a career in and, and enjoy. There's lots of people that don't have that same opportunity or luck, you know, they're, you know, just, just trying to make ends meet and stuff. But I know for us, you know, it's, it's important that you do something that you enjoy. We have that luxury to do it. And so when you're moonlighting, there's nothing worse about moonlighting than when you hate what you're doing, right? Like when you're doing something that you're just like. Because it really is it really is it really is taking away your free time that you have to do stuff that, you know, you would otherwise enjoy, right? And so Yeah, you know, it's it's it can be difficult if you're not if it's not something that you if if it's something that's stressing you out, it can be uh really frustrating. And then it can cause if it's frustrating, then it can cause your your regular job to be that much more frustrating, right? Mm -hmm. Um, At least that's what I've learned, you know, trying different things too in my career is like, I'll try something and then I'm like, ah, that just stresses me out. And it causes too much, you know, anxiety for me. And then I can't do my day job very good because of my night job is, you know, stressing me out. But then, yeah, like to your point, um, with Career Foundry, I found other things too that I've enjoyed doing that have actually enhanced my career and made it, you know, so it's, I think that's the key is like finding something, if you're, if you're interested in moonlighting, I think it can be very beneficial to you and very, ben- very beneficial to your, you know, your full-time day job, as long as you have selected the right thing to do, right?
0: Yeah. But yeah, if you're, absolutely.
1: you know, if you're doing something that you absolutely hate, you know, obviously just like your day job, it's, you know, it's not going to be enjoyable. It's going to bleed over and you know, you're going to do bad work everywhere, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like you have to be really careful when, when going about doing moonlighting or is, is moonlighting a verb? I, I don't know <laughs> when I you're, saying, when you're moonlighting, when you're, um, out, when you're out
1: there moonlit, I don't, <laughs> I don't know
0: <laughs> when you're, when, yeah. Um, anyway, you have to be careful <laughs> because you could, <laughs> I couldn't think of another one, Patrick. Sorry. <laughs>
1: But you just have what, to be careful. That's what happens when you're like on trips to like Colorado or you know places like that. You get moonlit. <laughs> moon see what I see? What I did there, Andy?
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yes, oh, you have man. to be careful. Continue.
0: Sorry, um, you have to be careful because you might um, find yourself burning out if you're working yourself too hard like it's really important that you are are managing uh i guess that your time really well where you have time for you uh you time you have like um time with the guys time with the girls time with your family um time to like uh, do all those things that are healthy for you if you have no time for any of that uh you know even if doing things that are like hobby things like you have no time for for you at all and you're only just working all day and then you're working all night then you are going to burn out and you um you might be good at it you might be able to do stuff really fast on like I was able to do um or you might also at the other end like <laughs> really have a hard time just being able to manage all your workload it's just too much and you're gonna burn out and just hate doing all that you're doing. So mm-hmm. Yeah, all play That's work something no you really play, have right? to be careful. All work exactly. no
1: play. It makes Jack a doll boy. Exactly. That's from Die Hard.
0: That is right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's from Die Hard.
1: <laughs> but you you do have to be you do have to be really yeah, you do have to be really careful. I know I've tried all kinds I've done I've done and the reason why I wanted to do moonlighting was the same, like do something extra other than my day job was what you described. It was like, it was like, I just wanted something that would, that would teach me something new. Right. Yeah. It would give me a new experience, teach me something new. And hopefully those things would, would, would go over to my regular job. My, you know, my more of my focus career. And so, yeah, I did freelance work. I did web development for a little bit, um, on the side for people. Uh, was horrible at it um i did uh i've taught like you i i did what you did uh i've done what you've done with the tutor, the mentoring um not a career foundry a different place and then i've taught classes too which i find to be the funnest for me um, because hmm. when when you're teaching it's it's very cliche to say this but like when when you teach UX principles or you teach design principles, it makes you a better designer because you 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 remember like you go oh yeah we, I should I should like wireframe things I, I, oh yeah I yeah. should I should do user research that's that's a good thing right I'm teaching these guys how to do it I should probably do it myself you know mm-hmm. and so I think you know that that's always been positive and then it's never something that's I can go do it and then you're kind of done with it right like. It's more, like, it's more like if I just had a job at, you know, 7-Eleven at night, right? Like I could just go over to 7-Eleven and have my job and then I could come home and I'd just be done. Like I don't have to carry it. Where like freelance, I always felt like I had to carry it all the time with me, right? Like it would yeah. never go away. You know, my job ended and then all of a sudden I had freelance stuff I had to work on and then I would watch a TV show and then I'd be like, oh, I should finish this thing, you know, that I'm working on. So it was like always there. And I couldn't just, you know, cut it off and then wait two days and come back to it. So be careful with moonlighting. It can be tricky. I, I would encourage people to moonlight. I think it's, um, I think it's a good thing, especially if you're, I think when you're starting out your career, it can be difficult to moonlight because you've got a new, you've got a new job that you should probably focus on. But mm-hmm. I think when you get more into the, you know, senior designer area, you've been doing it four or five years. I think it's probably a good idea to go out and moonlight a little bit, as, assuming that it's not going to be, um, not going to be detrimental to your day job, you know?
0: Yeah. There's yeah. also,
1: there's also, there's also something we should probably bring up with moonlighting that you have to be careful that it's not actually legally going to affect your job. Um, that's the other thing that you should be careful at or, or, or try to or make sure, like if you were, if you're a UX designer, at you know uh, an accounting company and you want to start a moonlighting gig and your buddy's like hey man come help me design this other product i'm working on and it's another like software and accounting in the accounting world like that's not a safe legal place to be in for <laughs> moonlighting right like you could still do something in the design world but you want to make sure that they're they're kind of two separate worlds just so you don't i think most companies will make you sign some kind of legal document that says you're not going to compete with them and do Mm -hmm. other work for competitors and things like that, or compete in the same space. Um, So you want to make sure that you understand exactly what that means and make sure, you know, there there probably are some companies that don't want you moonlighting at all. Um, And so you want to make sure you're not, you know, breaking the rules or doing something that could jeopardize your, your day job. But
0: yeah, that's absolutely true. And uh yeah be very be very um i I guess the word i'm looking for is like yeah be very cautious with that for sure like you should know who your competitors are um if you work for if you're a designer for sketch don't go (laughs) to moonlighting for figma you know (laughs) Don't, don't um don't work for competitors uh for sure and yeah keep that keep that very separate um but it could be a really good opportunity for you to collect, to explore different things. If you are working for a SaaS company as a designer normally, and you do moonlighting, you could do work for an entirely different type of design industry. And you could really explore a lot of um, different things that could be interesting. And um, again, like help you grow, help you learn new things. Um, but definitely be careful of of yeah going with those competitors. Um, so Patrick, along those lines, at the same time, I also want to ask you what is it? What is your thought? You know, you're a UX director, and you've managed designers for many years. Um, what is your thought about designers asking you if it's okay if they moonlight? Should they be asking their managers if it's okay, like kind of getting approval, um, or should they just go do it?
1: Um, I think you should. I think you should make your director manager aware of what you're doing. I'm depending on the who the manager is. If it's if it's a cool manager like me, I just want to know that you're doing it. <laughs> But like I don't have a problem I don't think I have a, I think I would encourage it honestly like you got you have a passion project that you're interested in doing like go do it you know just don't mess up your day job like mm-hmm. like don't slack on your day job if you're if you're not doing your day job right then I think we'll we'll have an issue but I, I would encourage people to do it. I think it's important though if you from a management standpoint and from a company standpoint that they're aware that you're doing it. Um, <clears throat> not only just from a communication standpoint of like, Hey, I'm, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm moonlighting and I leave, I have to leave every day, like at five to go to my other job that I have, or I'm teaching another class or something. Right. Like, and I have to be in my class at five 30 and I got to, you know, like if I have to leave like 10 minutes early from work to go to my class or like, or, or meet somebody at career foundry, you know, when I was doing the online mentoring, I would meet people like during lunch or like in the afternoon sometimes. And so I always felt a little bit guilty about doing that on the time that I was supposed to be at my day job. And so I think most managers are going to be cool with it as long as you bring it up, right, and say, hey, I'm doing this. I don't necessarily know that you need to ask permission to do it um, unless okay. it's unless it's outside of, like, like it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter from 8 to 5, right? What, like, from 8 to 5 is the time that your employer basically is renting you and purchasing you, right? Like, that's the mm-hmm. time. Outside of that, it really, honestly, shouldn't matter, like what you do. It just it shouldn't matter as long as it's not affecting your. Just like anything else, like if you go out at night and you're, you know, doing crazy stuff and getting loaded and like driving around, whatever, whatever it is, and you come to work and it's affecting your work, then we have a problem. If not, I don't think there's a problem. But like um, if you're gonna do stuff that you think would impact your day to day or stuff or stuff like that, like I think you you probably should at least tell your manager what what's happening so they're they're not like questioning and i think 99 percent of the time nobody's gonna care right they're just the same as same as what i just said it's like okay we'll go do it and then if it affects work then i'm gonna tell you not to do it or we're gonna fire you right like that's just the way it yeah. is but um but be very mindful of your contract be respectful of your manager and your director right and just be like they're probably just want to know I think when I find out that my designers are doing, like, side projects and stuff, I love it. I want to find out more about the side gig. Like, I want to find out more about what they're doing and, like, what they're learning and and all that kind of stuff. Because I think it's cool that they're doing it, right? Like, to me, that shows that you have a passion for the world of design and you're trying to be better at your craft. And so, like, selfishly, like, hey, if you're doing all this other stuff, like, hmm, can that benefit us too, at the same time? Like, is there, is there something that we could do? Or is that something that you can do that's going to grow you and it'll reflect in your, in your day-to-day job, right? And the job that you're doing at our company. So I think it's just cool to know. I mean, as a design manager, I love hearing what people are working on. So, but yeah, just, I mean, be a good person, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Just like, you know, Be a good person, communicate with people. Don't try to hide stuff from people, you know.
0: Sure, yeah. And, yeah, definitely be fair, right, like, with with your company's time. Like, make sure that you are, you know, you're not taking advantage of your company. Um, And and making sure that you are uh, being a good employee, I think, in both cases. Like, if you're doing moonlighting, make sure you're doing good work there, learning new stuff and being awesome. Also make sure that you are still being effective, um, being productive as a, a regular employee. And I think, yeah. as what you're saying, like I think it's going to all work out pretty well. Then you'll you'll be able to continue doing it. You're not going to get fired or get in trouble with your manager or anything if it's affecting your work. <laughs> but um, no, I really like that. I love I love how you're talking about how how you're excited as a manager to know what your employees are doing on the side. Um, excited because they're they're passionate, obviously they're passionate about what they're doing and they're, they're wanting to, um, get better at it. So that's, that's great to hear that it's not about you. Like, (laughs) you know, you're, you're not like, well, are we not paying you enough here? You know, are we not like, like, are you not happy with the things you're doing here? You're more like excited about what they're doing and excited about the the fact that they are, you know, doing something extra, um, to, to, to get better at their craft. So that's cool to hear.
1: Well, it's honestly, it's something that I always ask, in screener calls like when we're hiring new designers in the past and stuff when we've hired people Hmm. it's always been something that i ask is like do you have any side hustles side gigs do you moonlight do you what what do you do you know do you do anything like that outside of your regular day-to-day um do you do any other design work right and it's not that i always have to be careful because i think when i say that to people they go oh i can't you know they don't like it or whatever so (laughs) but i think it shows that you're passionate about the industry. You're passionate about the talent you have, the, whatever you have, and you're, you're using it in as many ways that you can. And so I actually like it. Um, You know, I think it, I think it, like we've talked about before, like you brought up, you know, if, if it's done correctly and, and you're doing something that you enjoy, it actually elevates your craft altogether. Right. Which then that, that benefits me as the manager and director. At the company right like if you're learning new skills to bring to our job like that just elevates us as a team so yeah i think it's i think it's definitely a good thing i would encourage everyone to figure out you know if you have a passion for it like if you're thinking about it i would encourage people to experiment with it and try a few things you know try freelancing um you know try doing you know logo contests online or something you know, to, to make a little bit of extra money. I think you should do stuff for money. Um, yeah. You know, like I think that's good, but I also think it's not. I mean, there's this whole debate, right, about like, like Andy. I deleted my Twitter account like three years ago, and I came back on. And granted, I was I started to follow similar people in the design world, but the <laughs> conversation, this these freaking idiots are still having the same conversation, like. It's been three years. Like, so much has happened in this world in three years. And these idiots are like still going, well, you shouldn't do design work for free. It's like. Come on, people. Like, is this really still what's happening over here on Twitter?
0: Yeah, yeah, Patrick. We still haven't evolved uh, that much.
1: (laughs) You still haven't come up with an answer. Well, the answer is yes, it's okay to do free design work. Just give it up, all right? I think it's good. I think it's good for people. It's good for you to grow. Like, it's good for you to do it. So, if you start doing freelancing stuff, you know, it's okay to do some free jobs. It's okay to just, you know, do stuff. I I know um, our boy, Nick Bluth, you know, he's always. He's always doing stuff on the side. And one of his latest uh, projects, like, he did pumpkin patterns last fall. Like, these, Ooh. like, yeah, he, did, he designed these little pumpkin patterns and sold them on eBay and made, you know, some money that way for the season. Like, it doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be nuts, you know, just something that you can extend. He did a, he did a, it, I would suggest everybody go on to, uh, go on to Amazon right now and look up the mobile UX uh notepad i think is what he's called it uh nick bluth but yeah he's selling these you know like templated mobile notepads on amazon now that he designed so like people can do all kinds of stuff right on the side as far as like a moonlighting thing and it doesn't necessarily have to be something you're making like you know mega bucks or is gonna you know take over your day job it can just be fun Mm -hmm. stuff you know just stuff that you enjoy um and it could be free, you know, like, I think we've all done, you know, design work for free and that's not, it's not a bad thing to do as long as you don't no, do yeah. it forever.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You won't be able to eat exactly. You just do everything for free, but I, I I love that. So it's, it's really cool to take time to practice, right? Um, it's great to practice while you're at your job, you can take time to you know do some things on the side. Uh, to in practice as well. And that doesn't have to be paid. It could be paid if you can pull that off, but it doesn't have to be. Um, if you're, if you're taking the time to practice, uh, your craft and, you know, get better at something, um, you could do it and just kind of keep that for yourself or you could do it and give it to somebody, you know, you could do it for somebody as a yeah. service. And that's, that's a cool thing to do. Like, it, you know, a lot of people ask you to do free stuff all the time, which you don't want to exactly encourage all the time that, you know, your uncle is asking you to do a website form or whatever. Um, but it's good to, to do things for a good cause. Right. And I think, you know, doing that pro bono freelance work is, um, really great to do for some scenarios. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I like that a lot. Take the time to, to practice, take the time to do things on the side that, uh, You know you might not get to do in your day job Mm -hmm. um go go make a um i I love how nick was doing um pumpkin pumpkin stencils or whatever that's that's really awesome i want to see those um yeah i think there's a lot of really cool things that are creative that you can do just to enhance your skills to get those creative juices flowing and you know stay creative as a designer and you can bring that creativity back to your day job and you can be thinking and designing outside of the box at that point. So, um, those are all, all good things. And I always say as well, like when, when people are asking me for advice about, um, what to put in their portfolio or what to put in, you know, their resume and stuff. And, um, there's a lot of people in this field, like, you know, especially those junior designers that are looking for work. And a lot of them have come out of, um, universities or boot camps with these, you know, UX degrees or whatever and a lot of them have the same sort of projects. They all look very similar. But what really helps them stand out is if they have side projects, if they took the time to, to design a website for somebody, if it was for free or, for, or if it was paid, if they did a logo or something to show that they are, as you said, passionate about what, what UX is or you know, about the design world, um, and also to show like they're resourceful. They, they, they have taken these things and they've applied that these things that they've learned, and they've applied them in the real world, um, not just in a, a class scenario with a group of other students. They've actually tried to do this. And so if I'm looking at a portfolio of a, a junior designer who doesn't have, you know, has very little experience or no, almost no experience, and they have these side projects, I'm gonna really be more interested in that versus a, a junior designer who just has just their school projects, just their class projects that they've they've worked on. So, mm-hmm. it's it's great. I think for for all ages, for all all design types, um, to have side projects because it looks like, you know, you are passionate. You you do think out of the box. You are you're creative in different ways and explore different um, things. So you don't just have the same stuff in your portfolio.
1: Yeah, no, it's really it's really good, and it makes you stand out, right? When you're trying to get yeah. a job makes you stand out. It makes people it makes the hiring manager go, "Hey, they really care about this job." And it's not just, you know, "Hey, I want to be I want money," right? It's not solely about money. I mean, money's the number one thing generally to get a job, right? To want a job, yeah. but but then that second tier is like, "Why do you want this job?" Is it because you like design? Is it because you like, you know, accounting? What like what is it? Why, you know, why would you <laughs> why would you want to work here, you know? So, mm-hmm. And it shows that you care about design and you want you know, you want to improve those skills and, and continue to improve those skills. So it's good stuff.
0: Yeah. So moonlighting, (laughs) I think it's good, Patrick, I think uh, to recap, I think it's, it's a good thing as long as you're doing it legally, (laughs) Yeah. as long as you are um, doing it in a healthy way that, uh, that helps you get better, um, could give you a financial gain and it also still allows you to be uh, functional, be productive um, and even and sometimes better at your day job um, and as long as what you said like as long as your your manager your company like knows what's up right don't mm-hmm. just try to hide it so
1: yeah no follow secrets. those
0: follow those guidelines and you're good to go
1: <laughs> check 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 <laughs> Um, by the way, the storyline of Moonlighting is: the top model Maddie Hayes was betrayed by her investment advisor, who flew with, who flew all of her, wait, who flew, who flew all of her money to oh South America, and began the hard life of a casino owner. All of the unfaithful hmm. manager had left Maddie is her house, her unbelievable beauty and intelligence, <laughs> and the rundown detective agency City Angels which she renamed to Blue Moon. So it wasn't I was I was mistaken. It wasn't Moonlighting, it was called Blue Moon. Because of her lack of money, mm. she wants to sell the agency. So here's where Bruce Willis is going to come in. She wants to sell the agency, but the houses only detective, the houses only detective David Addison, aka the Mighty Bruce Willis, tries to convince her to join the agency as her new boss. As the new mm. boss, so Maddie Hayes becomes involved in the work of a real private detective, uh, which, means so, which means so hard work as to spy upon unfaithful husbands, find missing people of murderers, foil attempts on VIPs, live stop killers, help lovers, and by the way, save the world, world's peace and existence. Uh, while doing what? this, Maddie and her beauty and intelligence <laughs> and David try to get used to each other. And this way they recognize their complete difference in lifestyle, humor, amusement, and of course in the way to run a detective agency. Wow. Bam.
0: Sounds very intriguing. I love how it goes <sighs> from <laughs> catching, you know, unfaithful husbands to saving the world. That's great. Yeah. I wanna I, I wanna see this show. This sounds and it, did you watch this, Patrick?
1: I remember watching it as a kid. Like I remember, like okay. my parents watching it, and then I'd like okay. see it. You know, I remember like who's that guy? That Bruce. Will- who's that dude? He's looks. He's a stud. I want to be just like him when I grow up. Except I want to have hair. Yeah, it's the only difference. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that ran from '85 to '89, and Die Hard came out in '88.
0: Whoa!
1: So. There's a little factoid for you.
0: Was so was Die Hard what really put him over the over the hill?
1: Die Hard was the yeah, Die Hard was the thing. I mean, Blind Date if Blind Date is a gr- is a great movie, that came out before Die Hard, but Okay. Um, it was definitely no Die Hard. Die Hard Die Hard reintroduced the big summer blockbuster movie, you know. Okay. Outrageous action movie.
0: So I know Die Hard's like, you know, been wildly heralded as a Christmas movie because it's it's set during Christmas time. But was it a summer movie then?
1: Uh, No, maybe I said that wrong because it was it did come out around Christmas, I believe. Okay. But it was like it was like that. It was like that big blockbuster movie, right? Like that, Mm -hmm. that huge blockbuster movie that you would get like with Will Smith, you know. Like in the summers, you get all those like Will Smith ones, like Independence Day and stuff like that. Yeah. But anywho, that's it. I'm glad we could answer that for Chris about the storyline to Moonlighting. And I apologize, <laughs> yeah. Chris, if I Chris is probably at home going, oh. the name of the detective agency was not Moonlighting, it was Blue Moon. <laughs> he totally got that wrong and then he and then he was bothered the entire time we were talking about Design moonlighting.
0: Yeah. So. See, patrice I think both of us got embarrassed. I I misquoted the most famous line of Star Wars, <laughs> and and you, um, you know, you you incorrectly named one of the most famous <laughs> one of the most famous detective agencies. Yep. In TV history, so TV yeah, history. I think both of us both of us walk out of this with our tales um under our legs
1: yeah we can we can both feel ashamed of ourselves today yeah (laughs) okay that's
0: great i hope we helped chris um and didn't frustrate him too much but yeah go do some moonlighting go find a project patrick are you start a podcast
1: i am moonlighting (laughs) right now i'm doing a podcast (laughs) right now
0: that's right that this is another thing I do for moonlighting too. It's podcasting. yeah. Awesome. Good to know, Patrick. Thank you for letting us know what your moonlighting uh, activity is. <laughs> Listeners, go do some moonlighting. go to, go get better at something.
1: Yeah, but don't go moon people. That's not what we're talking about. Like if you think that you're gonna go no. out at night and moon people in cars and crap like that we do not that's not what we're talking about at all we do not yeah. condone that yeah we do not approve of that design much has a very anti-mooning policy all right we want to make that's that true. clear
0: that's true that's that's rule b dash one of our our rule booklet yeah. and we also mentioned it does have to be moonlighting does have to be like healthy for for you it mm-hmm. has to be healthy for for other people so that violates that one as well so yeah, yeah. Don't don't go do any mooning. That that doesn't help anybody.
1: Yeah. No. Do yeah, just don't do it. Just avoid it.
0: Good call. Okay. I think <laughs> we should end the show. <laughs> I think we should
1: end the show on that that tip. That's like the you know, at the end of G.I. Joe in the eighties? I assume you watched the G.I. Joe cartoons, Andy. Although you were Here probably not born by that when. But they used to have a little thing at the end about like a little life lesson for the kids, right? Like, hey, don't steal stuff. <laughs> You know, like that's, that's our tip. That's our GI Joe moment at the end. Don't go moon people.
0: Yeah. That's, that's great. Nobody, I I love that. We should,
1: nobody enjoys it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And, and Patrick, you know, from experience, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've been there many times, um, you know, both horrified people and chained myself. So
0: (laughs) Yeah, you walk away from that experience, right? Really not feeling great. Like no. if you are the recipient or the <laughs> the mooner, um nobody feels <laughs> great at the end of that situation. Yeah, the <laughs> so the,
1: mo- the mooner and the mooney both don't yeah. they just they don't really they walk away from that experience going, uh, "Yeah, maybe that shouldn't <laughs> Wasn't have happened." <laughs> <laughs>
0: What's
1: Okay, bye, Andy. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the pod. Real quick before you take off, we need your topics. Shoot an email to topics at designmuch.org or go to designmuch.org slash contacts and fill out the form. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support us, go ahead and share the pod with some friends, coworkers, your weird aunt, that guy who takes your money every morning at the McDonald's, your hamster, really just whoever you want to. Lastly, go grab a Design Much t shirt at designmuch.threadless.com and wear it freaking proudly. That's it, guys. Now have a good week, Design Nerds.